Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Having fun this first week of season four. We are. We are going back to the Psalms, picking up where we left off at the end of season two, which puts us in Psalm 54 this week. And we're hoping that folks are reading that Psalm every day, but reading it with a different, um, I guess, filter or a different perspective. And that is we're walking through the paths of our reading this week. The paths, using that as an acrostic. So on Monday, we read with a meditation towards praise. Praise. On Tuesday, with a meditation towards admonition, admonition, application, and Wednesday, yesterday, with an application or with a meditation towards trust, trust. and today, hope. hope, hope, hope. So, wanting to think of some things in connection with what what helps me put my hope in God because of this psalm. Again, we're 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 going to encourage our readers to go through that. Invite everyone to go over to the Facebook group because every day on the Facebook group we're going to put up what are you when you're meditating on this psalm, what are you getting from this particular heading and topic? We're probably not going to have all our discussions like when I say probably. We're not going to have all our discussions every week follow this path. But that's what we wanted to do this week to set the stage for every well, one of us. Let me do a callback there to our last season talking about James. If the Lord wills, if the Lord wills, we won't do this every week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Properly admonished. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, you were talking about the A for admonition, but you just want to go to application. Well, I'm like that with the T. It's trust, and trust is good. But my mind was going to Thanksgiving first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, we praise you know Thanksgiving what? on Monday. For hope, for H, for hope, which is today, I'm good with that. My, okay. mind, my mind isn't trying to trick me into putting some of the word in there. So I am going to be reading Psalm 54 today from the New International Version, Psalm 54. For the director of music with stringed instruments, a maskil of David, when the Ziphites had gone to Saul and said, is not David hiding among us? Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Strangers are attacking me. Ruthless men seek my life, men without regard for God. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Let evil recoil on those who slander me in your faithfulness destroy them. I will sacrifice a freewill offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good, for he has delivered me from all my troubles, and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes. As you pointed out on Monday, this is clearly a supplication for deliverance. This has a lot of the signs of what we often refer to as a lament psalm, though Mm. I remember that in that second season, as we went through the Psalms, we realized that that some of those headings and those pigeonholing we do with Psalms, that's that's our more modern attempt to try to figure out how this worked. There's no there's no Psalm where David said, "Now here's how you read a Psalm, and here's you got you got to make sure to label it this way or that way." Sure. Those are helpful tools for us to figure out what's going on, and yeah. we start to notice some similarities between uh, Psalms that that do some of those things. Some would say this is a lament. It's a lament because it's clearly in the middle of distress, Certainly. seeking deliverance. It does, as so many of the lament Psalms do, get down to a statement of faith. 
and mm-hmm. expectation, even stating it as if it's already happened, the mm-hmm. deliverance has already happened, we find that here. Well, it's, it's in that place that we find the hope, because here is this psalm that is yeah. memorializing this event, and it's taking a look at some of the despair and some of the struggle, some of the petition as, as the ruthless yeah. strangers come against and the enemies are plotting their evil against David. But here's what he says in verse 6. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. That's the ESV. What did the the NIV say there in verse 6? I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord. Yeah. So I think about this idea of offering a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Where is that supposed to happen? Well, you know, in that uh, covenant, that's supposed to be done with priests, and that's supposed to happen at the tabernacle on the altar of the Lord. Absolutely. God says when you offer these offerings, you don't just do it at your house. You don't do it just any city. You do it where I have placed my name. Now, I realize... Uh, Which certainly was over and against the Baal worship, all the different high places and Asherahs. I mean, those people could go anywhere nearby to worship false gods, but... God had a plan. God had a pattern to properly worship him. Right. And if David is going to follow that pattern and plan, he's not simply just going to walk out to the nearest hill and offer a sacrifice. That's right. This is something that's going to take place at the tabernacle, at the altar. Mm-hmm. I will admit that in this in this part of the history, it, it's not quite clear where that is. I know with Samuel, for a while, it's at Shiloh. Shiloh. Somewhere in the midst of this history, Samuel dies. I'm not sure where the tabernacle is. I know the ark is over at Kirith-Jerim, mm-hmm. because that's what happened after it got brought back from the Philistines and First Samuel. But I'm not exactly sure where it is. Here's what I do know. It's not with David. The tabernacle is not nearby the woods in the wilderness of Ziph. Of Ziph. It is not. It is not. Here's the other thing I know. The last time David had connection with priests, which was at the city of Nob, Mm -hmm. I I wonder if the tabernacle had made its way there because they had some of the showbread, which which made me wonder, how did they get it there if the tabernacle wasn't nearby? That's not proof. That's not absolutely slam dunk, but they did have some of it there. But the last time he was there... What happened to all those priests? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Saul was upset with them and uh, for aiding David, and he murdered the priests of God all throughout that entire city, and that's a that's a big deal. So it in other was words, a huge deal. David does not have access to the tabernacle. No, and and some priests might even be wondering about uh, whether or not they'd want to minister with him or serve him. That's the truth. <laughs> but what is David certain he's going to be able to do? Well, he says he will when, sacrifice. When all this is done, I'm going to bring a free will offering. I'm going to sacrifice freely, I think some translations say. Yeah. Uh, some bring it up just like the ESV and the NIV here. I'm going to sacrifice a free will offering which that, that's a particular kind of offering that gets mentioned multiple times in the law. We find it in Numbers and Leviticus. I'm going to offer this free will offering. What do we find here? David has hope. Mm-hmm. David has earnest expectation. God is going to deliver me. Smack in the middle of all of this trial yeah. and struggle. He is saying, here's how I know this is going to end. I know God is on my side. God is going to make this work out that in the end, I will offer this free will offering and sacrifice. I will be back at the tabernacle. I will be able to relate with the priests of God again and offer my sacrifices in in honor of God and in thanksgiving for God. You love to hear that confident expectation in God. And, and I see here in this respect how the hope overlaps with trust a little bit there, that, that God is going to see me through, and I will be able to worship God because he is good. 
Um, how does verse five end? It's about his name. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. And so, yeah, there, there's this um, wonderful expectation, hope that God's going to see him through and the proper response for God's faithfulness and deliverance um, is the praise and worship of God. I don't think this is bartering. I don't think David is saying, if you do this, I will offer a thanksgiving in the sense of, I'm not going to be thankful unless you do this for me. I don't think it's that idea. No. Back when we were talking about at James at the end with the with the swearing, right, and, right. You know, well, Lord, if you'll get me out of this, I promise I'm going to do right. these things. But it's a commitment. It's a commitment mm-hmm. that this is the appropriate response when God delivers. We offer offerings. We give thanksgiving, and of course, under that covenant, that was going to take the form of sacrifices offered as votive sacrifices, mm-hmm. as free will sacrifices, and He's saying. I know God's going to deliver. I know I'm going to get to do this. Yeah. I, I think it's that commitment. This is the right response, and so that's the thing I'm going to do when this is all said and done. So we're thinking about hoping in God, or what we learn about hope from this. Um, again, I, I like that working definition of a con, uh, excuse me confident expectation. Mm-hmm. Confident expectation that that's what hope is. Um, there are a couple other things that I see here. Is is David's hope? Uh, particularly out of verse five, uh, seeing how that's worded with the uh, with the uh, NIV here. But he talks about uh, let evil recoil on those who slander me in your faithfulness, destroy them. That there is a confident expectation that the wickedness of the evil people will be turned on them. I mean, that's really a great word of the NIV there, isn't it? Recoil. Mm. <laughs> it just comes right back on them. Yeah. Uh, and, and that evil would be destroyed and evil would be repaid that doesn't seem to have happened yet but there's this confidence that it will a hope that it will and certainly hoping in god's truth and in god's faithfulness um even talking about that deliverance in uh, the end of verse six as if it's already occurred he has delivered me from my troubles as if it's already occurred that that is kind of that almost prophetic certainty Mm-hmm. The way the prophets would speak. And that was one of the things as I was looking at, you know, with, with the Psalms, I recognize that the Psalms are crafted. This, this is not necessarily David's smack in the middle of all the trouble, and here's the prayer that just comes pouring out of his mouth, but rather this is a crafted memorializing mm-hmm. of the event itself in the form of a poetic prayer. Sure. So so this it, it, is this written in the middle and the absolute declaration that I know it's going to happen, or is this something that after it's all said and done, David sits down to memorialize and writes it? I don't know. So when he says, he has delivered me from every trouble and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies, is Is, is that the happy ending to these events? It might be. that's how it played out. Yeah. After it's all done, he's saying this, but it's also the possibility of, I recognize God's delivered me in the past and I'm hanging on to that. Yeah. I I see his deliverance from the past. I know he's going to deliver me. One of the big things I see about hope here takes us back to what we saw on Monday. On Monday, it was praise of your name. Mm-hmm. Where is our hope? Our hope is in the name of God. Yeah, that God. This is who God is. This is name. this is His nature. He is faithful. He He has loyal love. He is slow to anger. He is merciful and compassionate. Excuse me. He does bring forgiveness to the thousandth generation, and he does not clear the guilty. Those who are enemies, he he's not going to just allow them con- to continue to be enemies. 
And what what David is showing is, I have this hope because I know God's name, and I know what it means, and I know who he is. And that recognition that that's where I can place my hope. My hope is not in me. My hope is not in how amazing I am. My hope is not in how strong I am or how strong my army is or will my 600 men that are with me be enough to turn Saul back or to 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 wreak vengeance on the Ziphites. That's not where the hope is. The hope is, is I know God. Mm-hmm. I know what he said. I know what he's promised. I know the kind of God he is. I know his name. I'm putting my hope there. Yeah. And we can continue to have our hope in the name of God, the one who is merciful and compassionate. In fact, isn't that where James ended as it talked about the suffering? Mm-hmm. Remember there at the end of season three, he, he he highlights that we see the steadfastness of Job and we know the Lord's purpose that he is merciful and compassionate, right. taking us back to the name of God. As we're going through our suffering, looking forward to the day of the Lord that is coming, we can hang on and be steadfast like the prophets of old, like Job, Because we know who God is. We know his name, merciful and compassionate. Well, and that gets me excited then about Jesus Christ, we who are Christians, because he has the name which is above every name, and that at his name every knee would bow. It's not Friday. (laughs) I can't help it. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Yes, we're going to be finding Jesus in this psalm uh, on Friday. Yeah. It's it's always a good Friday on Text Talk when we're in the psalms, because that's, but yeah, absolutely. His name is above every name. And we can trust in that name. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Get a little sneak peek of what we need to share tomorrow. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, you are magnificent. We love your name. We trust your name, and our hope is firmly in your name. The God who is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, full of loyal love and steadfast faithfulness, who forgives iniquity and transgression and sin, but will by no means clear the guilty. And so, Father, we hang on to you, we put our hope, our trust in you, and we know that the day will come when you will lift us up and be glorified in us. We pray that those who who persecute us and speak ill of us will repent so that they can be with us in eternity. But, Lord, we know if they continue to keep you at arm's length, there will come a time when you leave them up to their will and they will discover what a truly terrible thing it is to be away from your presence. And we pray, Father, that you will be with us and strengthen us. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.